Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to the Empress of Biz. This is Joanne Forrester doing the thing she likes the best in the world is talking to you and talking about small business. We're broadcasting on a Monday because um, we can. How about that? That's one of the great things about uh, in your own show. You can do what you can and what when you want and how you do it. So uh, that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur also. We do want to give um, our sympathy and our, our concern and send prayers. And people send money to organizations that um, that are well-known and recognized for helping people during disasters. We have not only have Texas, which had an amazing blow by uh, Hurricane Harvey. We now have uh, Florida, the whole state of Florida, covered with um, Hurricane Irma. So it is really important that um, we find ways to help. And uh, I invite you to do that. Prayers is good, but action is also good, too. One of the things that um, we as entrepreneurs do before I introduce our guest is I really want to talk to you about something that is extremely important. I've had a couple um, bad um, incidents. We had a fire in one of our businesses and some other things that um, really disrupted the business. If I hadn't had my information in different places and hadn't had my information put all in one place in uh, an area that was um, water safe, fireproof, I would have really been hurt. Also, I kept information with my insurance agent and I kept everything up to date. I have pictures of everything in our our office and also in my house. Having an inventory when something bad goes wrong is one of the best things you can do because it all just ends up being guesses. So please be responsible business owners and homeowners. Get those pictures taken. Make that list. Make sure you have it in a safe place and in another location that um, can be reached. So, And it could be with another relative or another business owner in a different state because we can see what can happen. So please make sure that's happened. The Empress of Biz uh, went through a couple, uh, uh, the fire was the worst. So we'll talk about that someday. So that's the lesson for today. And today we have one of um, one of the women I consider absolutely amazing and I admire a great bit. She's my shero. She is a woman that, well, it needs done, I'm going to do it. Or I have this idea and I'm going ahead regardless. <laughs> and she always manages to do it and do it well. And like me, she is well aware of history and how important our story, uh, a woman's story, all our stories are important and how they often get lost. And when we lose that, we lose part of who we are and we forget what it takes, what it took to get us to where we are now. And that's very important. And there's many lessons along the way that we'd like to remember instead of having to learn them all over again. So this morning, I am welcoming, again, one of my favorite people, Anna Marie Petruca gear Good morning, Anna Marie. Good morning, Marie. Joanne. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you. You you were just doing all kinds of amazing things. Uh, first, give an overview of your business, and then we'll talk about your upcoming things. 
Well, my business is Women's Independent Press, and it started out being uh, a newspaper that was printed and distributed in both Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, and Pittsburgh. Um, I um, quit doing that, quit publishing that newspaper in 2005, reinvented the newspaper into the Women's Yellow Pages, and this year it's going to be 11, this will be the 11th edition coming up um, very soon, right within the next week or two. Um, Women's Independent Press also hosts the Author Zone, which is a writer's conference once a year and an award ceremony for independent authors. We just concluded the fourth um, writer's conference that was held at Community College of Allegheny County on the north side on Saturday, and I did that in collaboration with CCAC and with Ann Howley, who's a local author. It was a very successful event. We had about 40 participants and uh, great presenters. And it was really fun, and we're already making plans for next year's event. Um, I am uh, also having an award ceremony on October 19th at the Rivers Club in um, in downtown Pittsburgh that will uh, award uh, independent authors. It's also going to be a fun evening for authors, aspiring authors, writers, anybody who wants to sort of uh, intermingle or mingle with a really fun crowd. Uh, this year's keynote speaker is Dr. Barbara Reynolds, who is a a uh, seven-time author and just recently co-authored a book with Coretta Scott King called My Life, My Love, My Legacy, or whatever way those words go to. Um, so they'll be on October the 19th. And on a September the 17th, which is in just less than a week, I'll be hosting the very first Women's History Scavenger Hunt in Pittsburgh. And the purpose of that is to um, well, it's to learn about the women who have preceded us, women who are first in their fields, women who were instrumental in the women in civil rights issues. So there's so many that it was really hard to, uh, you know, pare it down to just 14. Um, I had I'm maybe 50 or 100, and my son and several other people who've done scavenger hunts said you gotta nobody's gonna have time to go hunt for 100 different people. So I've got 14 really very interesting women from all different fields. Um, I will post later on on Facebook on the events uh, page for Women's Independent Press uh, the location of where it starts, um, and then we'll go from there. It's going to be a, you know, round town uh, kind of event, and uh, it will conclude at the um, 20th Century Club on uh, in Oakland uh, that evening from 5 to 8, and we will have a program there. I have an artistic director who's planning uh, some 90-second monologues from other women um, that we didn't feature um, for the scavenger hunt. And I'll also be doing a, a PowerPoint presentation uh, highlighting some of the women that I would you know, like to have people know about. So this is the first one. I have plans somewhere in the back of my mind to do one again next year. Well, one of the things. That's it. That's just, uh, just a wee bit of things. <laughs> It's amazing. Both you and I are, since I'm also president of the Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement, we both recognize that telling our stories and remembering our stories and being proud of what women in Pittsburgh have done is really important. It's great role models for young women, young men today uh, to see that while they may be having difficulties Today and there's things that always need to be changed. Those who went before them encountered great difficulties, and they had the courage and the tenacity to continue uh, on, so that we have the opportunity now to make even more changes. So, 
to me, history isn't dull or boring. It, it's exciting because when you look at the stories of women and men, my goodness, the sacrifices. I just recently made a speech and I said that all of us are here because someone climbed a mountain, someone sacrificed so a child could live, someone invented a cure, someone brought food to people, someone said no to injustice. All of us have are here as a result of a, a legacy of someone else's persistence and courage. So that's one of the reasons I so admire what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's uh, very true, and I, and I don't think that we read enough in history books about people of color and women's contributions um, to so many areas in, in U.S. history. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to do this. And, you know, I, I knew a lot of the people that I had wanted to feature, but there were quite a few that I found that I didn't know about. And so it was really a great opportunity for me to then find uh, more names, learn more about women's history in Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm really kind of, I was really kind of excited about it for two reasons, one just to put it on and one for my own uh, benefit, for my own education. Well, one of the things that um, I'm just amazed at, first, before we forget, because we get talking, how do people reach you and register for all these great things? Well, they can go to my um, Facebook page, Women's Independent Press on Facebook, and click on the events and you'll see the Women's History Scavenger Hunt. Um, If you're looking, I haven't posted anything for the event for October the 19th. I'll do that one day this week. Um, but you'll see information uh, on the authorzone.com uh, um, on my website, the authors with an S, zone.com. You'll see information there about the keynote speaker and about the event itself. I will put more particulars up again probably one day this week when I post an event bright link. Okay. So they can go to Facebook and it's Women's Independent Press. Right, and you can look on my page there, and you will see the um, uh, the link for Eventbrite to sign up, and there's more information on there about the scavenger hunt. Uh, I had a computer uh, breakdown this week, so I haven't posted too much on my face or on my website, which I will do in the next 24 hours. Um, there'll be an Eventbrite link up there and more information about it. And then um, we're uh, we've already uh, figured out the route, and we will be. Um, I will be posting, rather, the information about where the scavenger hunt starts um, and where the, lo- you know, where the location will be where people can come and, and get instructions to go to the first uh, site. Uh, Anne-Marie, just as a side note, we have extra computers here, and I found that <laughs> I have a laptop you can borrow if you want to. The wanna... problem is all my files are on my computer, and you know, I mean, I I've know got them can... backed up on Carbonite, but nonetheless... You know, I, I need my I need my computer. So it's it's getting some uh, well needed uh, surgery, and uh, they assure me it will be done today. So, like I said, I've got the files backed up, but it's I, it, it just it would be so nice if I could just go get that computer and bring it home, and you know, start making my my um, my entries on everything from there. Uh, so if right. that happens, then I'll do that today. So one of the things that um, always that entrepreneurs need to do is make sure they have uh, backup. That's one of the lessons we have painfully learned, right? All of us. Yeah, I learned it once, and it's all it took for me to lose every single solitary thing I had to make sure I back up on. I have an external hard drive that I back up on, and I also have the Carbonite. What's Carbonite, just for people who... It's it's like an online site where you can... They just come into your computer, and they back everything up every day, so I don't even have to do anything. Ah. And it's, I think, $30 a year, and it's so worth every penny. 
Gotcha. One of the things that I was talking in the beginning is it's really important backup of every information you have because um, I believe in, in not only technology back, backup, I believe in paper backup because I've been at one of my clients who was a computer guru and had a big computer business and used to laugh at me me and my my notebooks of uh, three ring notebooks of all all the paper that I thought was essential to her business and her business got hit with lightning everything was fried she had 20 computers it was just boom and just everything went fried and uh it was um and guess who had everything <laughs> yeah I, I have yeah I have all my notebooks. I have a notebook for the author's zone for the writer's conference for the awards ceremony. I have something for the yellow pages, and I have something for this event and um even when I was doing my little sal book, I have something for um for that too so i'm I'm a big notebook fan. I take a notebook with me wherever i go and and I might have an idea in the car you usually my ideas come at three o'clock in the morning, but occasionally I'll have one when I'm driving, and you know when I stop then I'll just sort of jot it down. Uh, so I don't forget it. I love notebooks. Oh, I do too. Now, the other thing that I wanted to talk mention to people, you're also an author. And uh, let's talk about your book, Sal. Little Sal. Yeah, well, Sal it started out when I had the newspaper. I started the newspaper in Illinois. And the reason why I started the newspaper is because I would get irritated every time I would hear the way women were portrayed in the media. You know, they were always commenting on her clothes or with Hillary Clinton is the way she laughed. Um, there was always some negative remark about women that were running for office, and that was the whole meaning behind starting the newspaper. Anyway, one of the um, sections, I had like a small section of the paper that we needed to fill up. So somebody said to me, you have great Sal stories. So I would you know, post whatever Sal was doing, which, believe me, she gave me lots of material. And uh, eventually we, I took those stories, all of which are true, um, and put them into a book, um, it just sort of outlining the adventures of Sal. But also the book contains information about the trafficking of exotic pets and how horrible that is. Um, you know, the way Probably. Tell, tell everybody what Sal is because we Sal's didn't mention She's a Goffin's cockatoo. She was smuggled into the United States probably back in maybe around 1980. She's about 35 years old. Um, she was smuggled into the country. She ended up in a, a with a veterinarian in Connecticut, and she had a long journey back to Illinois, and that's when I got her. But... Um, she was probably born somewhere in Malaysia. Uh, she's pretty. She's white with salmon-colored uh, crown. She has a little crown that goes up when she's, you know, irritated or happy or any kind of emotion she has, that little crown goes up. And she has some uh, salmon color underneath her wings, but she's almost all white. Um, she's a pain in the neck most days. She's uh, with me every second that she's awake or that I allow her to come out from her. She has her own room, by the way. And... Um, she uh, she's just here, like she's here right now, looking at the phone, trying to figure out how she can get it out of my hand so she could eat it. <laughs> right. And we both have, um, and you have a wonderful book about her, and it is also mm-hmm. talking about the pets and how they're um, exotic pets and how they're uh, treated and endangered. So that, that, and, uh, I, and I also, I, I, and I know this sounds kind of ridiculous for me to say it, but I don't believe birds should be in the house. When I look at Sal... And I see her sometimes she sits at the window and she'll look outside and I think that's where she should be. You know, she instead of being in the house with me, and you can't let her out now because she would never survive. Um, but, you know, birds are meant to be outside. They're not, they're not meant to be inside. They're meant to fly free and that's where they should be. I, I agree. Um, 
So you have the books now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, did you republish that? Yeah, I redid it. I uh, made some adjustments to it. Got some new pictures, and I have a new cover. And that book is it should be at the printer within the next week, um, and it'll be available for sale probably within uh, before the end of September. It's a cute little book. It's you know it's it's nothing that's going to win a Pulitzer Prize, but it's fun to read. She's um, she's given me a lot of entertaining stories, so that's fun. And and again, it's got a lot of good information in it. One of the things that um, I'm going to switch back to the uh, scavenger hunt, and you were talking about um, you found um, 50 to 100 women, and it was of doing amazing things in Pittsburgh, and that's one of the things that you know has been the premise of uh, the Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement. There's, this state, this area, has really had amazing people. Uh, and women doing things that we don't think of as first. What's a couple that impressed you? Oh, jeez, I don't want to give away any of my women's history scavenger hunt people, but um, there's just a lot. I mean, they're, they're first in music and, and advocacy and, uh, and uh, you know, in service work and politics, uh, and, and they date way back. We have women back in the 1800s. Um, and I, I identified probably, we've identified probably well over 400 women. And that was just a start um, mm-hmm. to get them. And again, they're in all fields, in arts and entertainment and, and uh, science and politics and business. They're just a lot of women first. And, and they, go back, go back, you know, they go way back. And like I said, I didn't know uh, a lot of them. And as I started to do some research, then people started telling me more and more people. And that's where I got hung up. Like I wanted to put all of these women up um and i you know you just can't i mean it, just re- really realistically um and time wise i could just i settled on the 14 well i look forward to many ways of collaborating with you to get those stories out because again i firmly believe that if we don't know about what has been done before we have a tendency to um devalue and and not bring um full recognition to what we've accomplished. And I, and I especially think young women today are challenged in many ways. We've always been challenged. We have a challenge right now when I look at it. I, I The way we're portrayed in the media uh, is, uh, I feel like we've gone back, you know, 100 years where, um, frankly, folks, you know, sex sells. And well, just the way the President of the United States has portrayed women is demeaning uh, yeah you know we we need to uh you know we need a person in the White House, be it a uh, man and hopefully a woman someday uh, we need somebody there who's respectful of women and who they are and not use them as objects for their own gratification so um I find that really appalling well, one of the things that it's not just it's an overall cultural thing mm-hmm. that i and when, as long as you make money on one thing, and it's, a, it's an economic issue many times, and that's why I like to concentrate on what women have done. And not only that, this is just a note, folks. Economically, women contribute, women business owners contribute almost $3 trillion to the business, to our economy. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And we, yeah, and we do a lot of... Um, we do a lot of this without proper financing, without um, 
the resources that uh, often other um, other people have, and it's amazing. Sometimes uh, you know you, you think it's well, it's terrible, and it is. But you know what? I found that when it's almost too easy, we lose our creativity. So women are extremely creative, and they are finding and building companies that are um, tremendous in adding to the economy and to the uh, social fabric of our community. So I'm I'm very proud to be a woman business owner, and I have been um, forever. uh, And that's okay. You know, we've been a business owner for over 40 years, and we grew up in the business. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you, though, because you and I both have been entrepreneurs, my mother said I used to try to sell her my rattle. Um, <laughs> what started you on the entrepreneur path? Well, and and when I was thirty, I guess twenty nine or thirty, I was just recently divorced, single parent. I started, I opened a pizza shop on the north side. Um, my father, who loaned me some money for it, because they didn't loan money to women back then. You couldn't get a bank loan. I couldn't get anything because I would have to have had my husband's signature in order to get that. And a lot of times people don't recognize, I mean, certainly people my age do, but a lot of younger women are used to going in and getting a loan if that's what they want. But um, I, when I had that pizza shop, I, w- I loved it. I loved the idea of, of, of owning my own business and being creative, and um, I just really loved the whole idea. My father uh, insisted that I name it Anna Maria's, not just Anna Marie's, but Anna Maria's Pizzeria, which was kind of fun to drive by and see my name up there on the on the, uh, you know, in lights, it was kind of fun. And, and I really enjoyed that. And I thought I really liked doing this. And of course I couldn't get a loan to make the updates needed for the pizza shop because I was a woman and um, I ended up having to close it. But I have had several businesses since then. I was, um, I did a catering business almost right after that. And then went into business with a friend of mine. We had a cleaning service and we would clean uh, mostly commercial cleaning. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And she got married, moved to uh, Oklahoma, and um, I ended up going in a different direction. Uh, and then I was a court advocate for a sexual assault center for 18 years in Illinois. Um, but there was always a part of me that liked the idea of being in business, liked the idea of of um, of being creative and and making my own decisions. You know, whether they're right or wrong, they're my decisions. And and that's where it comes from. And I, I can't now imagine. Uh, working for anybody, even though actually I am right now. I have a part-time job working for the Census Bureau. So between doing all those other things, I have this other little part-time job that I do. Well, one of the things um, I like is that as an entrepreneur, and I've been my, um, you know, I've like you, I have worked for other people. I am not a good employee. <laughs> I just, <laughs> not, not unless I can run the whole show. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times I've had to step in and run the whole show for a company and get them over a, a hurdle or a, a disaster, and then, but um, you are right. You are responsible, right or wrong. It's yours. No one can fire me. But that means I'm also responsible. And when you know you have them, when I've had employees, when I've supervised employees, I've been very conscious that those people depend on me. And that's what I found about many business owners. They are uh, especially small business owners, men and women. They're very conscious of how to, ta- you know, their employees. They want to do the right thing, and um, they often do the right thing. So, being in charge is not only great; it also means responsibility. And 
that's a um it's one of the perks and one of the risks of being a business owner. Uh and Marie, we're quickly running uh to the end of this conversation. I mean, you and I can talk forever. Mm-hmm. But let's go again. How people can register, give a, you know, another uh shout out about the the uh scavenger hunt and uh how we can register, et cetera. We can go on the, the Facebook page on Women's Independent Press, and there's a check, click on events, and that will show, you know, we'll come up with the Eventbrite link. Also, if anybody emails me at WIP, like Paula, at fastmail, F A S T M A I L dot F M, like full moon, um, and ask, you know, and, and request information, I will send it to them. Um, I'm looking for uh, uh, teams of four, and certainly individuals can do this um, as well. So whatever you want to do, it's, it's it's going to be fun, it's going to be educational, and it's appropriate for any age. Um, I, I don't imagine taking a bus or walking would be necessarily uh, something that you could do um, because it's a, it's a bit of a trip around Pittsburgh. Um, but, well, you know, it seems before you have somebody driving, you have somebody looking at a map, you have somebody checking things out, somebody getting out, and, uh, you know, there'll be rest- not restrictions, but there'll be uh, specifications that people will have to adhere to. Uh, as part of the hunt um, to prove that you've actually been where you've been. And there'll be a grand prize with this, too. Um, there'll be dinner. There'll be uh, there'll be ice cream. There'll be coffee. There'll be plays. Uh, so it's going to be a, a nice little basket of of uh, fun things to do in Pittsburgh. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun and I'm also looking forward to the evening event. Uh, the cost is $15. Um, that also includes the, uh, that includes the, the hunt itself. And that includes the evening's festivities, which will be the program and food. So it's it's a really good deal. It's it's not terribly expensive, um, and and hopefully that you know we have as many people as possible um, participating. Well, um, and the the date again is September seventeenth. Uh, you know when I when I planned this date, I I searched and made sure that there was no ball games playing that day because. In Pittsburgh, you never know. And there were none up until not too long ago when the Steelers decided to play at 1 o'clock that day. Um, I have no control over that, um, and I have no way to change anything. So the, the uh, scavenger hunt will still take place at 1 o'clock. That's when the game starts with the Steelers, which means that everybody should be off the street and in the stadium. And it should conclude before they get out. Um, so we should be good to go that day. And they say it's going to be beautiful, like 79 degrees, sunny. It's going to be a perfect day. And if you're a diehard Steeler fan, you can always listen to it. And you can't get tickets, so you just listen to it on the radio, learn some history along the way, and have a great time. So there that's Sunday, Sunday, September 17th. As streets will be clear, so and you heard there was a prize, so um, it sounds great to me. And and what a great way to teach uh, your young people about history and to be proud. Mm-hmm. Um, proud of Pittsburgh. If you're Pittsburgh proud, this is one thing you can do, and uh, we uh, look forward to that. And then there's a good celebration in the evening. I mean, what a what a great day! And I certainly look forward to to participating. And uh, I got to see who I can get to drive the car and go on the great Pittsburgh women's uh scavenger hunt um cuz i'm terrible at trying to look at things and drive it never oh, I don't want, no no nobody should do that we need to have one person driving one people looking at a map and 
you know, two people listen to the Steeler game or whatever they want to listen to. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. And, you know, some of the names are – some of the names people may know who they are, and some of them they probably will not. So it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very good lesson, I think. It was for me. It was just really fun to learn about um, the women in Pittsburgh who have really – uh, contributed greatly to the women's and civil rights issues. That's great. Now, again, how do we get in touch with you? You can email me at WIP, like Paula, at fastmail, F-A-S-T-M-A-I-L, dot F-M, like full moon, or you can go on the Women's Independent Press um, uh, Facebook page and click on events, and the Women's Scavenger Hunt will come up there. At some point today when my computer is put back into my anxious little hands, I will um, update the website to uh, include that information. Okay. And that's and Women's we'll... Independent Press. I'm sorry. That's women's with an S, independentpress.com. Women, <clears throat> excuse me, womensindependentpress.com, folks. Right. And there's also opportunities for vendor tables. There are $50 for a table, get you in to see the program, um, eat some food, and, uh, you know, get your market your um, business. Okay, um, please, We I will be sending you a check. I'll bring it up. We don't live too far away. This is one of the great things about Pittsburgh is we have so many women and we, we know how to get to each other. My check's coming up, so <laughs> not on me. Um, I look forward to the scavenger hunt. I look forward to all your activities. And the next activity is in October, which is the Author's Zone Dinner, right? Awards right, that's dinner. the award ceremony, and there's going to be a panel of former um, winners who will talk about the, the process of marketing your book, of which I hope you'll participate next year in that, Joanne. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Now, um, we always ask our um, our guests on the Empress of Biz, I've given my tip about preserving, although you did get something about carbonite, but what is tip? what is the tip that you would like to pass on today to those who are thinking <clears throat> about being a business owner? Oh, just remember to take some time for yourself because you can get really lost in in working like I have the last few months and forget to take a little bit of time for you, and um, it can become overwhelming. So just take, you know, find an hour a day, meditate, take a walk, do whatever it takes. And, you know, if you can swing it and you can afford it, take a vacation when it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm going to add to that because the uh, one of the places I go to, and I know mm. she's a – a uh, yes. taking an ad in the is the Bernard House up in Emlington, PA. I go up there and I take a weekend, folks, and that just is like I'm stepping back in time. The Bernard House is a wonderful Victorian uh, bed and breakfast with wonderful gardens being built uh, by the owner and her husband, uh, Kathy and Paul. Excuse me, Wenzel. Wenzel and um, it is, um, and they have this beautiful porch it is that overlooks over the Allegheny River, and it's one place to just you can within 24 hours you're refreshed. It's just amazing. So um, that's my tip too. Uh, Enri, thank you for your time. I am looking forward to your continued adventures, and always count on me because, like I say, you are one of my heroes. Thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk about it. Thanks, Joanne. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.